All right, hello Central Michigan University. Uh, my name is Malika Barrett. I'm the editor-in-chief of Central Michigan Life. Uh, with me is Dominic Mistrangelo, our opinion editor, and today we are sitting down with the two leaders of uh, the Student Government Association. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Ladies first. Yeah, I'm Maggie Blackmer. I'm the vice president of the Student Government Association. And I am Chuck Malone. I'm the president of the Student Government Association. <laughs> Chuck, I feel like we've probably sat down and had this similar conversation uh, at least once a year since we've been here now. This is your last uh, term as president, right? Yes, it is. And yes, it is. And, and Maggie, do you have any plans? Are you graduating in May? Yep, I'll be graduating in May, and I have a full-time offer um, with Nordstrom. So wow. Yeah. Congratulations. So very excited. Yeah. So this is the last opportunity for you guys here at SGA to, to make some real change and I just wanted to know you know you both have been really experienced and really involved here over time but what are some of the biggest challenges that you have um, just in the day-to-day -day workings of SGA that you have to overcome? Honestly I think it's with any organization you're working with people and so when you're working with people you get all of the nuanced things that comes from working with people whether it's scheduling whether it's attitudes whether it's those people who wanted to be involved in an organization have it on a resume but they really didn't want to put the effort in but then since you are working with people, you also get those great things, those people who you didn't expect to really come through on every every play or uh, whatever you need them. So it's it's people, just like anything. In your last terms here, and, and as we're coming up on Senate elections, which are next week on the 25th, right? Yes, they yeah. are. Uh, what are some of the most significant initiatives that SGA plans for the spring, and, and what are some personal goals that you guys have in your last term? So we really, so I, I work on the executive side, so looking at SGA from the bigger picture, she works with our internal affairs, looking at SGA more on the internal um, side. So I'll, I'll let her start and then I'll go. Yeah, so Chuck and I really focused um, this year as making sure that tangible items are coming out of each committee. So um, with myself being in charge of the internal affairs, um, we wanted to make sure that every committee would be producing legislation. Um, we are very fortunate um, to have the committees be producing um, legislation. We had six um, pieces of legislation that passed through the House and Senate last semester and looking forward to this semester. Um, committees that have already had committee chairs in place um, are continuing to work on legislation for the future. So something that we are working on um, within the Academic Affairs and uh, Spirits and Traditions Committee would be uh, the Gentle Thursday and Friday. Um, as you probably know, uh, we no longer have the Gentle Thursday and Friday at the end of um, you know, the last week before finals. Um, and many students were quite upset and voiced their opinions um, to the Student Government Association. So they're doing some research currently right now um, to create legislation that will be presented within the um, House and Senate, and we're really looking forward to that, as well as all other committees are kind of talking with students right now and just figuring out what are the main issues that they want to focus on this semester. So, And, and to bounce off of that, I really want to give uh, credit of this to Maggie. We've been focusing this year on, in the past, from me being an SGA, from her being an SGA, sometimes legislation is passed just to pass legislation. Oh, we're SGA, we pass legislation is what we do. Um, but it's really been a push this semester to make sure that if we're passing something, it actually affects a group and that we're speaking to that group before we go and pass. So when I said, hey, you look like you need this. Uh, we're sitting down talking to these people, seeing how these changes can actually be made. And after talking to that group, if it doesn't seem, if it seems like we need that push of legislation, then we're doing it. We're not doing it just to simply say, hey, we did, 
six pieces of legislation this semester. Um, so as an organization as a whole, things we're looking at, uh, one is the thing that Jordan said, SGA is unveiling something big in February. Uh, we're not ready to exactly speak about what that is yet because we're still trying to get some pieces in play. Um, but as soon as we do, I'll be sure to tell Jordan to show how you all have the first scoop. Um, but we're still working on that um, and just trying to talk to different groups around campus and make sure that we're where we need to be before we tell students about it. Um, and then uh, we're also looking at what's going on. We were just speaking before this a little bit about the Flint water crisis. And as SGA, we want to do something um, about that because we have a lot of our students who actually come from that area or at least care about the social injustice that's happening in that area right now. Um, and so as SGA as a whole, we're just going to do something. But then a student actually from the area of Flint reached out to me just last night. And so I think it would be more powerful to work collaboratively with people who live in the area because I'm not from Flint. Um, and so it's looking at what resources, again, work from working that community, seeing what they need, and then going from there. So finding something that we can do to help aid that area. And then last but certainly not least, what was it? We were, was that, that, and I know there was another point I want to speak about. We want to work on um, almost like smaller projects. We did a That's really, really was. great job with um, completing or um, continuing to work on all of our platform. Um, and key items when we were originally running together. So simple things such as making blue books av available free to students um, and different things that we're collaborating with other student governments around the United States to kind of figure out what they did for students and see what we can do um, for them as well. Exactly. That's why I like her because she helps me out. Um, and just really taking cues from other SGAs. Free blue books, not something I would have thought about. But other SGA simply go to the bookstore, purchase a bunch of free blue books, and if you want them, come down to the SGA office, you can get them. And so that'll be something we can do. Those are like 89 cents or something, right? Those are free. probably even less than that. Yeah, no, yeah, they're really cheap. But as a student expense, we can take away. So, like, why not? So, yeah. yeah. There's a lot to unpack there. Um, I, I want to go back to the six pieces of legislation that you guys yeah. passed last semester. And just for, for people who might not be aware of that, can you walk me through what, uh, what that was for each of those? Yeah, absolutely. So um, if I forget some... I got you. Yeah. Uh, so um, one of the first things we did was a student abrevement. Did I say that? Abrevement policy. Um, so if a student had a death in the family, um, there would be no certain policy in place um, for their um, cl uh, professors or teachers to almost be notified of that. Um, so they would be working with the student affairs office and kind of figure out. Um, the steps in to take their final exams and things like that to make their semester go smoothly. Um, another one is the reestablishing a um, styrofoam recycling policy um, that sustainability committee worked on as well as a couple of senators. Um, the third would be a... Do uh, uh, academic affairs with the um, ASL. Yeah, so um, a senator uh, approached us saying that, you know, we really wanted American Sign Language to be a language um, and could count towards the language UP course. Um, so that is actually going to be discussed within the academic senate, which is very exciting and it's a new academic policy. When these policies get yeah. passed, um, is, it a, is it basically SG saying we would support if the university would pass this, this legislation, or create a policy that would basically support this as well? Or, or where does that go afterwards? So for these six pieces of legislation that you guys have made, uh, and I, I like the styrofoam thing. Yeah. I think that's people will really get behind that. Yeah. Like take that to tap is a big you know push for absolutely. But but where is that going to go in the future? Like are these going to actually happen? It really, de it really depends on the issue, and it depends um, again the research that's been done in that. And so are the reason we have that push to make sure that you're actually speaking to these beforehand is because what we've seen in SGA in the past is that people pass legislation. 
just to pass it. And there's no follow-up there. There's no, like, they, they always do things that are good and that people ideally would like, but there's no actual backbone to that piece. And so, for example, the ASL piece, just talking about that. That's something that's actually been passed in a different form in SGA before, but there was never no backup on it. They knew that people's students wanted it, but they didn't actually look into getting it passed through the academic center or actually talking to the department. So before this piece was passed, uh, our academic affairs chair, uh, Des Massey, wonderful by the way, wonderful, uh, she sat down with the department and said, what do you want? What do you need and how can we make this happen? And so after speaking with them, they actually spoke about how they want it in there and what classes they want to come and what classes they think would be most beneficial for the general student body to be looking at. And then from that, that's why that conversation is actually going to be happening in the academic center this upcoming semester. And then so hopefully it will be going pa getting passed. And so that's how we've been looking at those. For example, with the, um, with the styrofoam one, looking, um, speaking of res life and seeing how can we get this into the residence halls because that's where the largest uh, population of students will be most likely to recycle. Um, so things like that. Yeah, it's, it's interesting too. You guys have talked about the different uh, concerns that students have, the different things that they want to get involved with, whether it be with you guys or uh, bringing concerns to academic center, whatever it might be. But how do you prioritize? How do you s sort of say, okay, this is feasible, this should be something we should maybe put resources into or at least time into uh, initially? I think it's all about trusting our committee chairs. Um, when we have issues that are brought to myself or Chuck or just in general to the Student Government Association, we inform um, our committees itself. And uh, our first meeting on Monday will be a lot of brainstorming, being a lot of issues that um, are on the minds of students. And that's when the committees almost kind of prioritize you know, what they're truly passionate about. Obviously, they are there to represent their organization or their um, college and demographics. Uh, however, we want to make it enjoyable for them, and they want we want them to be passing legislation that they're truly passionate about. Um, so if something was, you know, kind of went through the cracks or anything like that, that would be up to um, myself, Chuck, our rest of our e-council to kind of um, take the reins and work on a project ourselves. Um, and I think we've done a really good job with that, especially trusting our committees um, and ensuring that they are producing uh, issues and concerns that are coming straight from the student body. Chuck, I'll ask a simple question. What do you feel students care about the most? I think it honestly depends on the group of students you're speaking about. Because for the, I think the average CMU student, the average CMU student, who aren't who aren't super involved, aren't super this, is just simply the cost of attendance, and that's in several areas. So whether that's a meal plan, whether that's books at the um, bookstore, whether that's a residence hall calls, it's simply the cost of attendance. But if you look at those the myriad of different groups we have here, so for example, you mentioned take back the tap. They're worried about the insustainability that is CMU in a lot of different ways, how we're investing in companies that are not sustainable, that don't align with our mission statement. So I think it's one of the biggest challenges uh, of being an SJA is how do you discern which, uh, like you said, how do you pri prioritize uh, which group really needs this now and how, how you uh, put that into what you want to work on, I guess. So if your organization is the go-between between the administration and the average CMU student, as mm -hmm. you said, is there a legitimate concrete relationship there? How is that built and when is that useful? Between the, do you mean between the administration or between the Between student? you guys and the CMU administration. Yes, definitely. And what, I guess what I appreciate is that the administration themselves have put in a lot of like intentional times where I directly report to them or they directly report to me to make sure that relationship's always there. Now with that being said, there's a lot of informal things that go into that to building that relationship and building that trust and that rapport. For example, the dinners at President Ross House, um, that's time where I get to just 
you know, shoot it with them and say, this is what's going on. He says, this was going on from our end. And we get to build that informal side. But at the same time, we have UCAP meetings um, in which we talk about student grievances. This is, this is what students want. Um, so I think the duality of it is what allows it to be successful, at least for me. And I don't know how other presidents have done it, but that's what's worked. Right. And you've, with that relationship, obviously, comes um, an ability to, to speak to these administrators and people that, you know, you guys both now have been around for a while and have relationships with these people. Yeah. Um, with that how do you maintain your independence then? How, how do you sort of align yourself with the students even though you've got such familiarity, probably more familiarity with President Ross and his administrators than maybe you do a random student off the street? I think it's constantly reminding the administration as well as the students who are in SGA that we're not elected by them. We're elected solely to serve at the behest of students and that at any point in time, realistically, students can remove us if they think we're not doing what they need. Um, and I always uh, challenge our body to be very very scrutinous when it comes to anything that I'm putting forth. And if you don't like it, tell me. Why don't you like it? What do you think we need to be focusing on? Um, and so I think that having that close relationship on both sides is very important, but always knowing that where your home is, and that's definitely on the side of the students. You talked about uh, communication at the beginning, and that's something that President Ross himself has talked about. You know, this is a challenge for me, and in his most recent uh, performance review, it was something that the board highlighted as well. You, do you feel that he does a good job of communicating to the students? I think he, has, he does a good job of putting opportunities for students to see who he is. And during that time, sometimes there's lapses in communication. But with that being said, I think if you look comparatively at other university presidents, how many university presidents are eating lunch with students at residence halls, just eating lunch with them to meet with them? How many university presidents would have put themselves in the position to have that conversation that we had back in December in which he did slip up, but then he recognized that he owned it, and then we went forward from there. Um, I think that communication is something we're always working on. I know there's been plenty of slaps, slips and lapses I've had, but I, I don't think he's necessarily terrible at it, but room, definitely room for improvement. I want to talk really briefly about the concept of SGA, and I don't know how much you guys know about the history of it, either, either this university or other places. Um, it's changed, just like you know, journalism or anything else now mm -hmm. with technology has changed. Um, where do you see student government here at CMU going and just on college, public universities as a whole? You want the tag team? Yeah, sure. Um, I think personally, especially myself, I've been involved with an SGA for four years, you five, mm -hmm. yeah. So um, collaboratively, nine years, we've seen a lot of different administration, and I think that's what really comes down to it. I think every single president and their team have really taken a twist on what they want the student government to produce. Um, and I think we've done a really good job with making sure that we're listening to the students' concerns and then, um, you know, taking that feedback in, researching, and then producing things once again. Um, I would like to say that the student government would be able to reach more students um, in the near future. Um, it is sometimes a little frustrating when, you know, you'll just be talking to a random person and they didn't even know student government existed. Um, so definitely getting the word out there and I think our new um, press secretary is doing a great job with that and making sure that people are aware that, you know, the Student Government Association meetings are open to the public and we want to hear the public's concerns and um, listen to them. So I think just, you know, creating those lines of communication and making sure that people know that we are here to serve them, for sure. Looking at SGA, not just from a CMU standpoint, but as a whole concept, I guess. As you said, I think the, the definition of it's truly changed. 
it used to be back in, if you like the 60s or 70s it was the voice of the students because back in the 60s and 70s people were more politically engaged they just were they cared about every single issue that was not just on the the ticket or on the presidential election but generally they were worried about local elections they were about who's my mayor they were about who's my SGA president and so if uh, I was I have a professor Thomas Stewart and he was showing me um, an SGA rally and it was like the president came there and all of Finch was filled. All of Finch was filled because they were protesting uh, the war in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And this was hosted by SGA, created by SGA. It was so big that the president of the university couldn't ignore it. I would find it, I would be amazed if we could field Finch this year over some issue that students feel passionate about. Um, and so realizing that the political landscape has changed, I think that makes us change our tactics. And I don't think it necessarily makes us ineffective. It just has to, it makes us uh, be more wise in how we go about reaching out to students or how we take that input. Uh, but the the role has definitely changed. It's, it's, it's different, but I think it's still a very important tool. You mentioned the 60s, and I know it's a much different time, but how do you make strides to get as close to that as you possibly can now in 2016? I think, again, I think it's realizing that we're not in the age of, hey, everyone, let's come together and discuss these issues. We're in the age of, hey, everyone, go on your phone so we can look at these issues. So continuing the things we do on social media, we have to improve. We're, do we're doing good, but we have to get better. Um, and it, I'm trying to think, what's the organization? There's an organization on campus that can post something, and it immediately gets a ton of uh, likes, a ton of retweets. Um, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but that's an organization that's been doing that for a while. It's not They didn't start it this year. They've had their social media presence built, um, built up over time so that they have that reach and they're able to grab students in that way. And so SGA is an organization that really needs to get to that level so we can make sure we're engaging students and getting their opinion and getting their feedback. Because the reality is not everyone wants to come to UC Auditorium and go to our meetings. And we realize that. We think it's a great time. You should definitely come. But um, we realize that not everyone wants to. Not everybody wants to write for the school paper either. So it's okay. <laughs> we understand. And, you know, that's something we talked about last year when we were all in the same room together is the engagement. And in that time, uh, we were having issues with recruitment and things like that, too. And, and social media, I think we had said, was a good way to do that because, one, it's free. Mm -hmm. you know, two, it's easy. And three, everybody's on it all the time. Um, in, in the year that's passed since then, um, can you give me like some tangible numbers about maybe the number of followers that you've gained or, or some, some real measures of how you guys have been uh, putting more focus on that strategy? And to be honest, I think our social media has slipped first semester than it was when we were at the end. I remember um, going with our, our previous press secretary, Kyle, and looking at it and like it's just simply a graph of our followers and our engagements and everything and everything exponentially increased. And then I looked at it this semester and it was it didn't plateau, it like actually dipped a little bit, came back up. So it wasn't where we need to be. Um, and, and that's just being honest. And I don't know if that was, maybe it's because at the end of the semester we were really harping on CPF. And that's something that really engaged students. They were like, we do need more money for our clubs. We do need more for other, everything like that. And this uh, semester, we're focused more on our platform items. So things like library hours, um, academic spaces, which aren't as, you know, woo. They're not as sexy. Yeah, they're not as sexy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so maybe that's what it is. But again, it really falls back on us to make sure we are finding those engaging things to keep our social media engagement up. Uh, briefly, let's talk about the city a little bit in the uh, student population, um, especially north of campus. Um, just from either one of you guys, can I get an assessment of the job Ian Elliott has done, um, and how has that relationship changed maybe since your time here? Okay, Ian He's is doing phenom. <laughs> yeah. Ian is the awesome. best city commission liaison I've he ever seen um, since I've been here at SGA. Seen five of them now. Actually, I think I've seen seven because you know people turn over or whatever. Ian is doing a great job, not only engaging students about those issues, but engaging the city about student issues. Um, and, and the reality is, he doesn't 
he's not he doesn't go there and he's not very agreeable he's very boisterous and loud and he makes the students concerns known but in this in a way that doesn't alienate um, those city residents um, and so I, I really appreciate the job he's doing but most importantly um, I think he's also opening students eyes to the fact that it's not all about us and that we do live in a community in which we have to be collaborative in um, to make things go well so I think things are going well I think that the issues uh, he was just speaking to me this morning about how uh, he's has uh, he's hoping to get a meeting with President Ross is not a meeting with President Ross to get a meeting between President Ross the city and some different groups to get uh, uh, actual sidewalk built on the area where uh, the incident take, uh, took place. Right at Crawford Road. Yeah, right at Crawford. Um, and some things like that. So I think Ian's doing a great job. I think that there's still obviously room for improvement like everything else, but I really, really appreciate the work that he's done for us. I think for that issue in particular, representation, getting someone who, who represents students is really important because That's there's such a that. disconnect between what the residents' images of us really is and, and who we actually are. Without a doubt. And, and on you know, that subject of advocating for, for what students believe in, some on our editorial board uh, wanted, wanted to wonder, or not wonder, I guess challenge you. They have wondered. <laughs> wanted to challenge. When we, have, uh, when we have demonstrations on campus, and I think toward the end of last semester, we were pretty active with, with the Black Lives Matter marches yeah. and, and the Million Student Marches and things like that. Um, some would really like to see you guys step up as, as you know, having that kind of pulpit to speak on behalf of students to stand up for some of these issues that you might believe in personally, either you know, on one side or another, kind of throw that weight around a little bit. Right. What's your response to that? I think that's very valid. Um, I remember an article by CM Life uh, at the end of Marie's term, and I, it was just speaking about how SGA hasn't been active in regards to the political spectrum. And I, I wouldn't say that that's inaccurate now. Um, I think just being honest, being in my position, it's very, you don't, you want to make sure you're representing all students. Mm -hmm. Being very candid, I'm very supportive of the Black Lives Movement. I'm a black male, I understand what it's like to live in America, but also being very candid, there's a lot of people on this campus who don't care, who think that that's, they, they come back, they come back, Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter. They think, they like to belittle that movement because they don't feel like it's actually important. And as a representative of all students, it's hard for me to find that space of representing something that I agree with very well, but I have to remember that in this role, I'm not representing myself, I'm representing you all. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I think I've been very careful about when we try to flex our you know, metaphorical muscles, and I try to keep it on issues that all students generally agree upon, and, and that's very beneficial for all students, regardless of um, where they come from, what their experience has been. What, what about creating forums, like spaces for people to have these discussions and, and not be on the same side and have a little bit of a, a more uh, gray argument about things. Mm -hmm. I, I think the Walking Together panel was great that you were on and, and you helped moderate and st uh, stand up, speak out, right? They do a really good job yeah. of bringing up a lot of different issues as well. Has SGA created those kinds of spaces for, for public debate before? We've tried, and by, I, I should say we have, but again, it comes down to student engagement and involvement. Uh, Shana, working with uh, Maggie, she, uh, one of the committees on the Maggie Diversity Committee, Shana did the Reach Beyond Bias campaign, and I don't know if you all are familiar with that, um, but that was very controversial, very controversial. Well, you, you, of course, you're familiar. You all did like articles and everything yeah, on it. Sure. Um, and with that, uh, we also did a forum to, for students to come and say, hey, you didn't agree with this, or maybe you thought that Students should be able to wear whatever costumes they want, regardless of how people feel about it. Um, different things like that. We put a space for like that, and it was a very empty turnout. The people who came were the people who participated, the people who knew how they felt, um, and that we already heard from. But there was no, for all the comments and the tweets and everything like that, there was no one else who was actually engaged. And again, I think it comes down to our generation. We're quick to send a tweet, very quick to walk over to a space to actually have an intelligent conversation about something. Yeah, but hey, I'm on the CM Life 
analytics and I get all those messages all the time, so I know that better than yeah, <laughs> exactly. people love to comment. I think we can wrap up with our last question here probably, right? Um, I'll pose it to both of you guys and just uh, we'll start with you, Maggie. Yeah. Uh, during your time here, simply, uh, how have you made campus better? Um, well, I think we've done a really good job being a voice to the students. Um, we do a very good job, I think, with communicating with the students and realizing what uh, their issues are. Um, personally, myself, I think I did a really great job with networking. Um, at the beginning of our term um, last semester, I did a first ever President's Gala, um, where over 200 people came from organizations. Um, some people have never heard of the Student Government Association before, but I personally went through and grabbed every single president's email off of OrgSync and invited into this as a networking opportunity. Um, so we, they were placed at different tables and you know got to ask questions with different RSOs. Um, that led to people joining the Student Government Association and letting them informed about you know you're able to receive SBAC funding through you know good standing with SGA and you don't have to necessarily pay for you know your snowboarding tournaments um, that you have been for the past three years. Um, so I think I've done a really great job with communicating um, to students and making sure that all of these resources are available to them and they know that they're available to them because I think many of the times they just don't know exist and we figure it out that they do i.e. Um, RSO free printing. Not many people knew that that existed and that's something that RSO Growth and Development will be working on this semester is making sure that um, RSOs know that they will be able to receive free printing and they just have to s fill out a simple form and it can be done. So I think just getting the word out there for sure. How about you, uh, Mr. President? How have you made campus better? <laughs> well, in my 20 years in SGA, um, <laughs> yeah. I, when I, before I came president, I really thought I'm like, by the time I am done, I need to make these big, grandiose changes. People need to know that Chuck Mahone did all these other things. And um, and I guess if I had to say what was the big change I did, it was CPF. You can see that echo through organizations in a lot of different ways, from opportunities they get to make, from ways they get to change students, all that, yada, yada, great. But like, as I'm coming to the end, and I've been here for a while, and I've seen this, I, it's more the individual changes I've been able to help in people. And so whether that's getting a freshman the opportunity to simply join an organization like SJ, help build them up, give them the skills and everything necessary to work. Now they want to be president after I'm gone. Or if it was the free tax assistance that Mariah and I created last year and someone's like, I literally don't understand how to do my taxes and my parents just passed and I don't know how to do this myself. And we're like, don't worry, we have this service for you. It's those moments that I think have, that I'm actually going to remember more so than the drafts of the CPA proposal that I put through or going to the board of trustees meeting. So for me, I think it's those smaller, more intimate moments where you know you actually helped the Chippewa. You, you don't know about everything else, but you know that you helped that individual. And I think that is what's going to mean the most for my presidency. Great. Well, thank you guys both for being thank here. Thank you we so really much. appreciate your time and answering all of our questions. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you.